1: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: All right, it's NFL Combine Week. Got some local guys there participating. When's everybody going to get drafted? What kind of numbers are they putting up? Let's talk a little NFL draft, a little NFL Combine. With Kevin Cole. You can find him on Twitter at Kevin Cole. I believe it's a triple underscore. Triple underscore? It is a triple underscore. Is yes. it a, Kevin? Is it a triple underscore? I got that right.
0: It is. It is. Yes, the dreaded triple underscore. <laughs> okay. I don't know. No. So someday my son will have seventeen underscores <laughs> at, the, at the end of
2: the name. It's yeah. kind of hard to tell. Like, where does one underscore stop?
3: And I know it's more than one. I can do that math,
0: but I just don't I, know how many are in
2: there.
3: Kevin, I thought Elon was allowing guys to like pay their way to the handle. Like, just pay off the other two underscores and just get the the clean Kevin Cole here. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, that, that's a good that's a good call. I think there should be some sort of adjustment for maybe follower count, you should be able to just uh, bully somebody out of it potentially. I don't know. i got to look into
2: that. You just kind of lean on him, right, with all the followers you got. He's the Unexpected Points newsletter and podcast. Uh, You can, uh, again, follow him on Twitter there and the Unexpected Podcast as well. So let's get to some notes. So you you had a piece that came out um, about defensive players and the numbers that they're putting up. But we were talking a little bit earlier in the show about guys like Noah Sewell and DJ Johnson, who are obviously familiar with out here. But it was basically a piece of – the, the stats and, and numbers that you should pay attention to at the Combine that can correlate into NFL success. I'm curious, like what are they when you're looking at, is it 40 times cone shuttle? What are the things that we're looking for in NFL prospects at the Combine that could mean they're going to be a good player at the next level?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think a couple different things. So the way that I wanted to look at it is I looked at, I have my own calculation for value added and I'm not going to get into all the, the methodology in the NFL, but it's if utilizing looking when players are on and off the field, so you can get an idea of no matter what position you're playing, what sort of stats you have, the value that's being added. So I'm looking at that and then seeing what drills correlate. And I'm also looking at draft position to see how much that correlates the drills. And what we're trying to pick out is to say, we all get it. The 40 is important. The, you, being athletic in that sort of speed manner is important. But is it over or under value when we talk about their actual NFL value versus what happens to them when they move up draft boards after the 40? So that's what, I, what I'm looking at generally. And generally – Um, The drills, especially the speed drills, are a little overvalued in the draft, but there are some pockets, and when you look at some of the agility drills, where you can find uh, potentially some undervalued guys who might be passed over if they didn't run the quickest 40, but they had really good agility drills.
3: What is the most overrated combine drill, according to what you're finding in some of this stuff? Because we tend to see these drills, and sometimes I go... I, I, I don't care about this drill. Why should an NFL person? Uh, what is What are you finding drill-wise that is kind of overrated?
0: Well, I mean, I, I haven't even looked at the bench press for, for quite a while. So I think that's <laughs> one that most people thought that was more, you know, bench for, for show, not even necessarily for dough there. I don't think these guys were, were getting much out of that. But if you talk about specific positions, uh, the 40-yard dash at wide receiver, I would say, is probably the most overvalued because it moves – receiver so much, but for receiver, it's much more of a, I don't know, skill-based position versus athleticism. Uh, position depending upon especially what role you may have as a wide receiver, if you're coming out of the slot, something like that. Guys like Cooper Cup, famously had a pretty slow 40. He's been a pretty strong uh, receiver in the NFL. So that's probably the one that has the biggest effect on the draft, but is only a slight correlation when it comes to how well they actually produce in the NFL.
3: Well, and, and on that too, Kevin, because, you know, my all-time favorite receiver is, is Jerry Rice. You know, he made me fall in love with football and obviously owns most of the records. You mentioned Cooper Cup is a pretty good one too. Like, the funny thing about that is there there is a difference between, oh, you're running in, in tight shorts and you are have no pads. Like, football speed to me is a thing where sometimes the 40 times aren't great for certain players, but then you see them play in the National Football League and I'm seeing a lot of guys trying to chase down a Jerry Rice or a Cooper Cup, right? You can't measure football speed when you're in spandex and you're almost naked running in front of people.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think often what you see is you have these guys who have tremendous 40s and sometimes if they weren't producers in college, there should be a bigger red flag for that. Because there are things like, how do you get off the line? How do you use leverage? How do you understand coverages? How do you stack guys, even when you're going downfield? It's all those things where you'll end up seeing, you know, the Jerry Rices of the world be open down the field, even though if you look purely at the 40 time, the guy who's covering them, you figure, should be, you know, gaining on them so much. But he really understands leverage and body and size also and how to use that out. Uh, against the player in coverage
2: as we're looking at some of these numbers by the way we're talking with kevin cole at kevin cole uh, triple underscore unexpected points uh newsletter and podcast as we're looking at some of these these benchmark things to keep an eye on for defensive uh, players are are there any guys that have stood out to you so far like numbers that you've seen from the combine like damn that that was eye-opening and maybe i need to put this guy on my radar like who who were the best performers so far
0: yeah, I mean, I think what I'm looking at is I weight adjust everything here, so I think that's also an important factor. Is when you're looking at, you know, Nolan Smith running a four three nine at 238 pounds uh, versus you look a little bit uh, later and Audu is is running a four four nine at 282 pounds. It's more of that that's going to jump out at me as someone who really displays that athleticism. So I think uh, the the edge rusher or the defensive. Um, interior player from Northwestern. I think he's what was a big one. I also learned at the combine that he's the literal Prince. So I think that maybe that helps uh, as far as the intangibles are concerned for him. So, so I think he's someone who jumped out a lot uh, for linebackers. is really the other thing that we saw other than the defensive lineman last night. Now linebacker is maybe analogous to wide receiver in some ways where I just don't see a lot in the athletic measurables that come out and tell us who's going to be a good linebacker because being a really, really good linebacker in the NFL nowadays is about understanding coverage, and you see a lot of guys, and you saw it with the tremendous numbers that we saw last night, um, for off-ball linebackers, a lot of guys who can run in the four fours or the four fives. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to translate into NFL success because it's more of a skill-based position in coverage. Uh,
3: Kevin, what position group has made the biggest leap in athleticism? And just holy crap, look at this!
0: Uh, I mean, I think it's it's the when I look at the size-adjusted stuff, that's what's really jumped off of the the chart. So I think. Defensive linemen, when it comes to edge rushers or interior players on the defensive line. And, you know, they're getting smaller also in the interior because pass rush is more of a responsibility than being a run stopper. So I think those guys, the linebackers that I just talked about, again, guys who were, you know, weighing. Well, over 220, 230, 240 pounds sometimes, we're still able to run these tremendous 40s. The, those have been really the guys where you're just shocked sometimes by the weight adjustments on there. Sure, you'll see the fastest possible player, maybe you know, 175 pounds, and running a, a 429 or something like that. But when you can run a tenth of a second slower, uh, and have an additional fifty sixty pounds to you it 's just really amazing what they 've been able to do.
2: Hmm. I see on your twitter timeline you 've had some nice debate about what the bears should do with the number one overall pick so what what is your uh, what is your thought on the number one pick, Justin Fields, and how they should handle all that
0: yeah, I guess i 'm okay so when I think about it, I think what is the most important thing in the NFL and if you 're looking at Any of these teams who have the the maybe the most coveted quarterbacks out there, whether it's Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, uh, Herbert to some degree, Lamar Jackson was a little bit of a later pick, but I I throw him in that in that bucket too. You know, most of them are pretty early picks. All the first four guys that I mentioned, uh, or the guys before Jackson that I mentioned, were all top ten picks. So if you have a shot at someone in a draft class where there are multiple quarterbacks who are seen as being maybe top five type of potential, I think you at least have to look at it because hitting on that is going to be the most important thing going forward. And, you know, some of the objections that people have about, you know, you're not going to have, you're not going to be able to build around them. You're not going to be able to get trade value if if you let one of them go. I mean, I have a a long post on it where I look to see, you know, what's the evidence to these types of objections. And I, I guess I just don't see a lot that says you can't still build around them, even if you have a couple of fewer picks. And when you do trade one of them, Quarterbacks tend to retain their trade value unless they look really, really bad on the field. Mm.
3: I, I'm, a, I like numbers, Kevin. I, I don't dive into them quite like like you do, uh, but I like numbers. I like that we've gotten past a certain part in sports where there are numbers that exist that can tell us even more what value of a player and what they bring. Like in the NBA right now, the numbers are screaming that Jokic is maybe the best player in basketball, and he's. It seems like he's going to win his MVP award. But I also go against numbers sometimes and say, stop looking at just numbers. Giannis plays defense. The other guy doesn't. When you look at numbers of Bryce Young, we are anti Bryce Young guys here. And what I mean by that is, I hope he has a great career. I don't mind being wrong on an opinion. But we're both out on him. I think he's too small. I think the sample size of small quarterbacks is not good. And if you're an NFL team, why would you want Bryce Young? What do numbers tell us? I know he's not working out right now, but what do numbers tell us about Bryce Young? And how do you feel about Bryce Young?
0: um i guess you know it's weight is important weight is much i've always found is much more important than height than what Mm -hmm. we've seen in the past now we've seen some smaller quarterbacks come in in recent years who looked good maybe initially if we're talking about baker mayfield and then even kyler murray to some degree um but you know being able to stay healthy is a little bit of an issue i mean even someone like lamar jackson who isn't who isn't shorter but He's, he's a little bit slimmer than, you know, maybe uh, a bigger running quarterback. And he's someone who's had some injury concerns in recent times. So I think that's important. Uh, a couple of attributes that I found as being very important when coming over from the, from college to the NFL is number one, their relative performance under pressure versus how well they perform from a clean pocket. Cause I think, People look at clean pocket and they say, well, that's a stable metric, so it's very, very important. But in the NFL, you're just not going to have the type of pockets that you have in college. Uh, Zach Wilson is probably a guy that we could point to who just really didn't face that much pressure in college. Mm -hmm. And then when you come to the pros, no matter how good your offensive line is, you're going to be having to make plays under pressure. So I think that's an important thing. And Bryce Young looks pretty good in that that regard. But, again, he has that Alabama offensive line and is a shorter guy that might not – uh, necessarily stand up in the pros uh
3: who is the best player in this draft to you
0: well you know i this maybe this is just you know nerd talk here but i i mean if a quarterback qualifies for you and you want to take a quarterback there um i i have i don't really have a problem with looking at someone like cj stroud if he's the one who ends up being up there i know levis and richardson are now getting a lot of hype and are starting to move up I guess I lean a little bit more towards Stroud because I like to see kind of multiple years of strong production and maybe someone who's being forgot about a little bit. And at least checks the box when it comes to the, the bigger size, too. So I guess he would be the guy that I would go for. Not that I don't love the the non-positional quarterbacks, but if you have a guy who's that good, I just I just think you can't pass up on him.
2: Last time we saw him, too, it was maybe the best game he ever played in his career, that, that uh, playoff game against Georgia. He was lights out. Kevin Cole, the Unexpected Points newsletter and podcast. Go give him a follow on Twitter, at KevinCole, triple underscore. Thanks so much for the time, man, the insight on what's going on in the combine. We really appreciate
1: it. And hopefully we can do this again soon.
0: All right, man. Take care.